For this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 through 56. In those days, Mary set out and went with a haste to Judean in the town of in the town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, "Blessed are the." You among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of the Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessing is, is she who believed that there would be a fulfill, fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise, he made to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her for about three months and then returned to her home. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Thank you, Marley and Clara. We appreciate it. Good to see everybody. Can't wait to hear those bells here just a little bit, too. So if they get too long, just start ringing them if you have them, and, and that'll... Uh, Advent 3, pink candle, Gaudate Sunday, means in Latin, joy, joyful Sunday. It's, it's, it's where, it's where uh, it's, we're trying to kind of keep the lid on it so we can really have a true, meaningful, deep Christmas that we, that we let a little bit out. We, we, our songs are a little bit brighter. We, we sing joy to the world uh, with a little bit more energy anticipating. And we remember... Elizabeth and Mary, distant cousins. Now let me back up a little bit. We'll cover this in a, in a week or two, but um, you'll recall that Mary is sprinting out of town. Why? She's already had her conversation with the angel Gabriel. And Gabriel gives her powerful, hard to understand, and very scary news. Mary, you're going to have a child. His name's going to be Jesus. And Mary was young, probably about as young as our readers, maybe a little younger. And she knew, she was smart, she knew that being caught with child before marriage could send her to her own death, stoning. She knew the stares and the comments from people in the community People would start talking. Maybe that's why Gabriel said, look, don't be afraid, Mary. I am with you. And what does she do? She sprints to the one person that she loves, Elizabeth. See, Elizabeth had a different problem. Mary was very young, going to her relative Elizabeth. Elizabeth was very old. 
And again, in a, in a land, in a place where, uh, for a woman, where your fertility or having children really completely defined who you were, Elizabeth waited over and over again and could never have a child. But Gabriel said, hey, guess what? Elizabeth's got a child too. You go see her. So she runs and she sprints. And, and this is where um, we get this beautiful Magnificat we're going to talk about a little bit. Let's see here. Let's look at a couple of story uh, of pictures here. Boy, I can... Oh, there we go. So, well, back up to the first one, Daniel, if you will. So, like, this is sort of the, the image that most of us get of Mary, right, looking down, meek, mild. We'll, we'll sing some Christmas hymns that talk about how quiet and, uh, uh, she was, and, and no doubt she was meek, she was mild, no doubt. What, show that other, other picture, Daniel, of the meek Mary. There's another one, pensive, thinking. I think there's a tear in her eye. Um, you know, that's, that's what we get. But, but, to, but Mary's just like you and me. Does like one or two things that describe you encapsulate the entire you? Some, nobody can narrow you down to one word, can they? Right? Mary is more than just meek and mild. She's, she's daring, right? She runs to Elizabeth. Now let's show that next picture Daniel, it's coming. It's on its way, I bet. Yeah, Daniel, show that name. Now show the, show the. So there's one of Elizabeth greeting uh, Mary there. It's getting good. Let's go, let's do the next one. Let's do the next one. There she is now, not looking down, but with arms raised up, right? So sure, Mary's meek and mild, but that's not all Mary is. Mary is the first prophet of the New Testament. Elizabeth is the first person in the New Testament that calls Jesus Lord. How, how, how is it? How lucky am I that I get to greet the mother of my Lord? Look, go to the next picture, please. Oh, I love this one. That's like, that's joy. That's Gaudate Sunday. That is, that is, that is Mary knowing that she is not alone in this world. And, and it was just as Gabriel had told her. Um, and so all of this paints a different picture than, say, then gentle Mary meekly bowed her head to me, be as it pleases God, she said. Yeah, that's true, but there's more, right? Or gentle Mary um, laying with her child, or the maiden's bliss, the mother mild, once in royal, David's royal city. Mary is the joyful prophet a new world is on its way. It's on its way. Listen, listen. We just heard, but listen again to what she says. After she says, my soul magnifies the Lord, she said, his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. Those powerful are coming down. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He's filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He's helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he's made. This is bold Mary. You see, when, when, when Gabriel approached Mary, uh, it even says that um, the power from on high overshadowed Mary, overshadowed. The same Greek word that you get in the transfiguration when Jesus, Peter, um, John, 
and, uh, and James were there at the top of the mountain, said that they were overshadowed by that cloud. And you almost get the feeling that Mary almost disappears from the story, and yet we know she doesn't. Mary raises her hands and says, This is my song. The rich and powerful, they're coming down. The lowly, those who are despised, the ones that don't count for anything, are coming up. What we hear is a battle cry. It's Mary's yes. Mary's not some passive tool, but she's active and she's leaning in. She says a word in the Greek. Well, it's, it's, it's not in the Greek. It, it, it's, it's in the English translation. It's, it's my soul what? What the Lord? My soul magnifies the Lord. It's not just about saying words. It's just not about saying, okay, God, whatever you say. It is like my soul will magnify, will magnify the Lord. That's what my soul is going to do. Magnifying God is more than praising God. and We just can't stop there. Now, how how do our lives magnify God? Think about a magnifying glass. What does that do? A magnifying glass brings something into focus and clarity, right? It, it enlarges, it expands something, right? I love our devotionals. Have y'all been reading our devotionals coming out on the email? Boy, if you haven't, you need to check that Facebook. Uh, we've got a lot of great writers. 27 different writers are talking about what Advent and Christmas mean to them and it's, it, it's like a magnifying of God. Um, there's so much clarity. There's so much transparency there. People sharing experiences in their life. And it's not all like artificial light and, and, and cookies and Sunday school parties. It's, hey, I walked some difficult times in my life. And there's hope even in the darkness. They magnified the Lord. How about your glass as you magnify God, what, what is your glass like? Is it, is it transparent? Is it clear? What are you making larger in um, this life? So much of our culture tries to drown the pain out, right? Let's just, if we can play, you know, uh, Burl Ives loud enough and, and, you know, drink enough, go to Sunday school parties, if we can put the artificial light up, maybe it'll drown out and escape. From, our, from the things that challenge us. But that, that's not what Mary does, and that's not what we're called to do. That's not what our Advent writers have done, for sure. God has called you and me to be real about our lives. We, we, we can't be opaque. We, we can't be... You know, nobody knows your story better than you do. Nobody knows your heartache, your brokenness better than you do. And it's like God has given us the light, the darkness, everything, everything we've ever experienced. And God is saying, I want you to, to be a magnifying glass to me. You see, when people looked at Mary, when Elizabeth looked at Mary, she saw something in God get into focus and enlarge. If you're depressed or perplexed or you're frustrated, if you say, hey, this world is not like it should be, then you're magnifying God. You're saying something needs to change. God is on the way. That is the good news. Magnifying God, we got to have a, got a clear, clear lens for sure. The second thing is, is we need to be aligned, to align our life. And Mary aligns her life to the poor, to the invisible, to those who don't mean anything. That's who she focuses on and she aligns. The lowly, the untouchables, 
See, in all of our lives, we're aligning with something. Sometimes we get tempted and we like to align ourselves with the powerful, with the successful. But that's not Mary. That's not Prophet Mary. She's aligning herself with those who don't count in the world. I uh, have a friend who, um, she shares a story of when she was little. She was, she was there, it was near Christmas, and she was in one room. Um, uh, her, her mom was there, you know, in the kitchen, um, uh, cooking some things and doing some things. And then she had another brother doing something else. And everybody was minding their own business, and her dad was in his lazy boy chair, right? Click back. All of a sudden, knocking on the door. And it was a young woman who everybody in town knew it. She had a drinking problem. And she was there on the doorstep, weeping, weeping. It was a, she and her husband got in another fight, and there she was on the porch. And my friend says, you know, as a child, as a, you know, as a young person, she says, I, we all knew who it was because we heard the voice on the other side of the door. So she said, I went up in my room, she said, and, and mom kind of went in another room, and my brother went in another room. She said, but my dad got out of that lazy boy chair, opened the door, hey, Jean, come on in, come on in. And, uh, and though she was barely coherent, he played songs on the piano. And then she walked out, and he, she thought to herself, you know, my dad is doing something so different. And after he died, she thought, boy, I hope I have the courage to align myself with those that nobody else wants to deal with. Mary did. And when we do that, we're not just praising God, we are magnifying God. We're magnifying God. We've got to have a clear lens Figure out who you're aligned with in this world, who matters to God, who mattered to Mary, for sure. The third thing is that Mary was a prophet, and we magnify God with holy defiance. You see, Mary had a holy yes to God. I magnify you, God. I will be remembered for generations. Thank you for blessing me. But she also had a holy no for the way things were. Not only a profound yes, but a defiant no. You see, Mary herself was a counter-testimony um, to, uh, to what the world says no to. She was a nobody. She was poor as all get out. She had no stature. And you would think that God might have chosen a queen or royalty or someone to usher in um, God's son. But no, God chose the poorest among us to bring in the kingdom. Poor girl. So, so not only do we say yes to God, but we say no to the arrogant. We say no to the lucky. We say no to the influencers. We say no to ourselves when we, when we think we've done something to earn God's grace or, 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 or we've deserved everything we've got and let other people get theirs. No, no. We say a heck no, holy no, to that kind of thinking, that kind of system, that kind of kingdom. So Mary becomes... Dangerous to a world that wants to mind its own business, take care of its own, and not worry about the people who knock on our doors on the porch whom we'd rather avoid. There was an expected 
um, a woman who was expecting in Atlanta, who was driving through Atlanta, and um, somebody bumped into her on the interstate. They were trying to, then it was like, oh gosh, you know, he got to kind of find a place to talk it out and give uh, insurance numbers and all that kind of stuff too. And so they had to pull over two or three blocks off of the main road, and it was late one night, and it was dark. And the person who ran into this poor woman had terrible um, motives. He was trying to rob her. So he pulled her out, and he began violently hitting her. And the one thing, only thing she knew how to do was, was, was bear up like that and protect that baby. Now, there was another woman that day going to work late that night in Atlanta. This is January, but she was having her pre-work cigarette, so her, her windows were down. And as she was driving by, she heard somebody screaming two blocks away. At first, she thought, ah, you know, whatever. I don't know what that is. Don't, you know, I've got to get to work. But there was something that made her take a right turn and then another right and then another right. And she witnessed this assault And very bravely, she used her car, she used every wherewithal she had to run this guy off, to run this guy off. And then um, she literally saved this woman's life. The good good part about that, too, is the baby was fine, was born a little early, but the baby was fine and everything was okay. But, you know, that woman wanted to go back and talk to this woman who saved her life going to work. And so she contacted her and she said, the woman who got attacked said, ma'am, you saved my baby, you saved me, why did you do it? She said, I don't know if I would have done that. The woman said, and she was not very religious at all, but she said, you know, I just, when I was driving by and I heard that your yell, I almost kept going straight, she said, but I swear to you, I heard an audible no. And I can't explain it. But that's what made me turn and come to your aid. We say no to mind your own business as Christians. If we're Mary's people and we sing Mary's song, we say no to doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We say no to praising God with our mouth and never doing anything with our hands and feet and heart. We say no when we're tempted not to worry about those who are less fortunate in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And we become like that woman with her window rolled down, hopefully not smoking, but if you, whatever. But the thing is, is God used and uses the least likely people to join in in the redemption like Mary, like this woman with the gruffy voice. You see, a magnifying glass not only enlarges something, but a magnifying glass can take the sun and concentrate the light so much that it actually burns something. And so we say a holy yes to God. We say a holy no that all that dehumanizes other people and all that makes people suffer, we won't put up with it. We listen to the suffering and we don't shut it out. And because of that, we become Mary's song. Now, I don't know if this is true, but David said it at the 830 service, and this is what he's saying over there, so I'm stealing it from David Sellers because it's good. David said, 
you got to know that Mary was probably dancing when she was singing. How can you dance? How can you sing and not? She was pulling a Sam Bruton, right, on the stage. You know she was embodied. It was beautiful, joyful. Was she singing? Well, okay, so now I want to share this videotape. Daniel, roll that tape of a... Uh, of this. This went viral a couple years ago. It's kind of self-explanatory. I follow you into the park, through the jungle, through the dark. Girl, I never love one like you. Until we think we'll die Pepper on a summer night Nothing new is sweeter than with you And in the street we run a free Like it's only you and me Jesus, you something to see Oh, oh, let me go Oh, home is good around <laughs> There you go. There's actually a longer version. If you want to Google it, you'll, you'll find it. But, you know... I don't know who said it, but somebody said this one time. said, if I can't dance, it's not my revolution. Mary is saying something that's dangerous and revolutionary. Not minding your own business can be dangerous. It can cause us to risk something of ourselves. But Mary let her entire body get in the way of God's love for the world. She held... God's gift and God's grace to the world. And Mary was not afraid to sing and dance. She wasn't just mild. She was mild. And if you were approached by the angel Gabriel, you might be mild too. But she was also bold. Don't put her on a felt board and say she wasn't courageous too. So courageous she danced all the way to the cross when Jesus was dying. She sang because she would not settle for a world that was less than what Jesus dreamed for it. If I can't dance and sing, it ain't my revolution. When we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, we sing with Mary, and we hope and we sing that God's revelation in Jesus Christ, revolution in Jesus Christ, will come on heaven as it is on earth. We answer the door of the desperate at our door, even if it makes you look silly, stupid, or foolish. Because whether or not you dance, we're all fools. You might as well be a fool for something. Like Mary, be a fool for Christ and the kingdom of Christ. Let us all be Mary's song. Let's pray. God, thank you not only that Mary was meek and mild, but she was also bold. Thank you, God, that... She didn't just ponder things, but she erupted in joy. Sometimes we sing, but we don't sing just because everything's perfect in our lives. We do it because we know something's coming. You're coming. And we thank you for this great gift that is starting a revolution. Help us to dance to your music. In your precious name we pray. Amen.